to Uppy and the Stash. I'm your host Uppy. With me is Stash and it's our weekly NFL show which means Dirty Dan is here with us. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. I'm doing, doing good. well man. Good to hear you guys. I'm doing all right. Uh, I think on our video feed I see the two of you drinking something different tonight. So Dirty Dan how about you start yeah. us off? What do you got tonight? Yes, since you gave a shit last time, um, I figured I'd I'd go a little different. It was just something else we had in the fridge. I uh, went with um, not your father's root beer, mm. which is a beer, believe it or not. Yeah, it's not pretty. It's pretty good. Is it? Is it? How is it? It's it's good. It's just really sweet. So you know oh. you don't really. Yeah, it's really sweet. That's why I almost didn't get it, but <laughs> you know, I didn't want to do Modelo again. Yeah, so right. I, they were in the fridge, so I'm gonna try to knock them out. No, uh, when you're yeah, when you're done drinking your mom's wine coolers, uh, <laughs> come over to the hazy IPA side and right. let's do that. <laughs> um, Stash, what do you got? Well, today I am drinking. Um, Saint Archer's actually has a really great blondes and and other like white ales that they got. I'm doing their um their hazy IPA. So uh, shout out to Saint Archer. Um, are one of our California breweries. It is uh, just like a typical hazy IPA. It does the really nice uh, aromas of like uh, fruity and citrus in there and um, uh, kind of dry at the end, but very drinkable. Um, it's fucking delicious when it's super cold. I let this thing sit in the freezer for like a good 20 minutes oh, before nice. I decided to pop it open. Yeah. And so it's really nice. I'm drinking it out of my Dust Bowl Brewing Company cup at the same time. So. I'm definitely repping California today. Nice. Yeah, I've had that one before. I really enjoyed it. And speaking of Dust Bowl, I was at the uh, brewery recently picking up some beer for Monday Night Football. And I was surprised they still had this one because this one's tap only. But this one's called Thickness IPA. It's a hazy. Um, It's uh, 6.7% IBU 50, so it's really low on the bittering units and their short description of it is we bumped up the body of this hazy IPA with more oats and the blend of cashmere equinot and El Dorado hops to create aromas of cotton candy and berries. I can promise you I get no aroma of cotton candy in this beer, but I will say something about this because, uh, no, actually if you smell it, you can kind of get a hint of it. So they weren't too far off, but, um, I will say this about this IPA. We went out to dinner at Dust Bowl with a uh, super fan, Mr. Nunn, who uh, comments r- frequently on our Facebook activity. And he's not a hazy IPA guy at all. I gave him a taste of this one. He loved it. Um, so this is one of those transcending hazy IPAs. It will get someone who does not like hazies to like hazy. So that is what I will say about that. But sounds like we have delicious brews all the way around. You know, uh, Dirty Ann's kind of acting like he's in high school right now, but that's okay. He's not too far removed. So 
What are you talking about? Leave the boy alone. Hey, I'm I'm no professional. You know, I'm still. Yeah. You guys got some some years under your belt. Yeah, I'm still getting, I'm still getting into the thick of things. Years. And I, I got the inches. I got the inches under my belt from all these beers. Ah, so. uh, okay. Yeah. Not not those yeah. inches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As Brent as as Brent and Liberty would say, uh, you got inches, huh? I got inches. <laughs> all right. So uh, start off with our usual thing here. Um, the predictions that we did with uh, Idiotville um, back in. Um, April and May. Uh, if you recall from last week, Idiotville jumped out to a two-to-one two, two to advantage on us. Yeah. Um, but good news is... I think Stash we did all right. I, Stash and I got both of ours right, although I still yeah. don't know why you picked the Chargers to lose to Detroit, but it worked. So we are now in a dead-even tie, so it is now 3-3 three to three because Stash and I were both correct. Um, funny enough, Steve Castle was correct that the Titans were lose to the Colts. But back in April, that made more sense when Andrew Luck was still at the quarterback. Oh, yeah. And uh, Big Ben got hurt. So Seahawks won. And so 3-3 three, three tie heading into next week. And hopefully we can keep the positive mojo going. But we'll get into that later. And um, speaking of last week, we uh, predicted, we discussed four games, you know, the Niners, uh, Bengals, Chargers, Lions, Browns, Jets. That was the Monday night game. And Eagles, Falcons, which was Sunday night. We didn't touch Thursday night because we recorded after it happened. But I think we all kind of agree that none of us would have had Carolina losing, and they did. But um, we were all in agreement. We all picked the same winners and losers. So we went two and two, thanks to the Chargers blowing it against the Lions. <laughs> and the Falcons, the Falcons somehow beat the Eagles. So we are all oh, correct. Yeah. We, we are all correct. 49ers beating Cincy, but none of us were even close to the final score. And same thing with the Browns. We all had the Browns winning, but again, nowhere close to the actual score on that one. So it is what I mean, it is. I'll take it. Yeah. Right. And then, um, so speaking of our games, um, as we did last week, if anyone wants to kind of give a quick, brief synopsis of their game, they're free to. Um, Dirty Danny, want to start? Sure. So, um, yeah, I forget my my actual score that I had for the Niners. I'm sure it was around like 30 to 17, something like that. 24-17 you had. 24-17. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was, you know, I was kind of thinking, I was trying not to, you know, hype up my Niners too much. I didn't want to seem too cocky. And, um, you know, Bengals aren't looking the hot. They look pretty good against, you know, the Seahawks. Seahawks, you know, mm-hmm. supposedly, supposedly being, you know, a playoff caliber team with Russell Wilson. They don't have that much, you know, talent-wise, but they're usually always in that race. Mm-hmm. So, Bengals, I thought, you know, having the talent that they did, they're they're missing AJ Green, obviously. Um, their first round draft pick, Jonah Williams, got hurt. Um, so they are missing that tackle. But um, I was thinking with the talent that they had with John Ross, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, that they would at least get some points up. I kind of wanted to, still wasn't sure about how our defense was. Um, I know we had a, a mistake prone. James Winston throwing at us week one. 
Mm -hmm. So I wasn't really expecting the pick sixes again this time. I think we did get one interception off of Andy Dalton, and he's been playing well too. They had mm -hmm. Andy Dalton. So I was expecting more more of a competitive game, and it just took a turn. Not for the worse. It fine by me. <laughs> if I can get a blowout every every week, you know, I'm I'm great with that. So, you know, it was it was definitely a pleasant surprise. I was I was pretty happy that day. I will say so um I did watch this game because I, I think I've established here that Mrs. Uppy is a fan of the Niners and um her dad was a Bengals fan. But um there's more promise on that offense that Bengals offense than I would have expected. Um but when you fall behind that much that quick um, it makes you one-dimensional, which took Joe Mixon out of the game. Yeah. Because um, I think for them to be competitive in general, they have to establish that run, and they have a good running back to do it with. But um, I, I do have one complaint on the Niner side. As a big fan of Matt Breida, um, I was almost actually too happy that Tevin Coleman got hurt. Um, I'm mad that they let Breda do all the work, and then when they get to the goal line, they yeah they take him out for uh, Wilson Jr. or whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah, like. so I, I I felt that like yeah he did the the like the majority of the work, and then you know someone kind of sneaks in and steals his steals his yeah. touchdown because he still got me like 14 and point something points, but a TD oh, would so have been so nice you're looking at it from a from a fantasy perspective, both perspectives. I mean, in the garbage season that he had last year, um, he was the lone bright spot. Like I enjoyed mm -hmm. watching him run last year. I was offended for him that they brought in another running back. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah. I, I think he could be your guy and he needs to be your guy. I think barring injury. So yeah. Moving along stash. Do you have anything to say about what the hell happened in <laughs> Ford field there? Well, I'll say this. I snuck away to watch as much of the game as I could. <laughs> and I got I got a little shit for it on the floor, but uh it was it, I needed to see what was going on because one it was finally on public television. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so so that so that helped, right? Uh but you know, let's 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 take a look at it from the Chargers side. Uh, Philip Rivers threw for 293 yards. That's about a 58% completion rate altogether, right? 36 for 21, which is actually really shitty, to be honest with you. Uh, really shitty day for them. They were leading there for a little bit, but the kicker, I mean, there was a lot of mistakes. I just can't blame just the kicker, but the kicker did not make any, what, one of his three field goal attempts that he was supposed to be out there for, mm -hmm. which really did hurt. You know, putting as far as putting points on the board to create a buffer, that's where we lost it. But against the Lions, though, um, right. I guess I was a little bit I was a little bit optimistic looking at the Chargers um, offense um, after week one. Right. Compared to when we did this uh, during the early in the summer. And so maybe I should go back to pre-summer um, and, and look at it from last year's point of view again to this year's point of view again. So. I don't know. Congratulations, Austin Eckler. Great, great job. 17 carries, 68 yards, averaging with 3.9, one touchdown, the only one of the game. So, other than that, I mean, you, you can't you can't complain. I mean, uh, if if you had 
any of these receivers in your uh, fantasy, Keenan Allen had a total of uh, eight receptions. So, hey, come on, go out there for Keenan Allen. You were getting some points off of that because, you know, you know how it works. Mm-hmm. The more catch he makes, the more you get out of it. And Austin Eckler, too, if you got, if you had him on your fantasy, definitely got some points out of him, um, depending on if you got who or ESPN. But I, I don't know. PPR. Yeah. I don't know. It it's sort of it's sort of uh it's I was really disappointed um but not surprised considering how uh Chargers can shoot themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, um um as a team and a lot of it I blame on Philip Rivers. He's just he's not there anymore, man. That guy, he just this this guy, this has to be your last season and just go home and just let it be, you know. They're they're far they're far better superior quarterbacks out there that can definitely take over now after you leave and just go you know you made you made your millions of dollars it's time for you to go and just do your thing but he still has nine kids and <laughs> he, he still needs to make as much money as he yeah, can yeah you can't you can't fault the man for trying to you know support his family all right I mean he's got mouths to feed a lot of them <laughs> a baseball team's worth. So, uh, I, I am, I don't know, you know, I mean, it's only two weeks in, but I, it does make me more and more concerned how much not having Gordon is going to hurt, hurt them in the long run. Um, I agree. Cause that game against Indianapolis was way closer than it should have been. And, um, this game, they shouldn't have lost, I don't think, but. We'll see. I mean, they have a great head coach. They still have a solid team. It's just it's figuring out how to win with it. And because you know, hopefully Eckler has the durability to be the guy all year. So yeah, knock on wood, because everyone seems like they're falling like trees. Mostly the quarterback yeah. right now, but starting starting early. So yeah. um, I'll touch on the Browns. Yeah, yeah. 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 Eight, eight, eight injuries. So I'll touch on the Browns real quick. Um, Typical of a reaction. I was a little bit nervous going into this one based on how week one went. Um, it was a solid win, but it's a solid win that you, I mean, the Browns were damned if they do, damned if they don't. If they win, it's because they are supposed to. If they lost, then holy shit, there's trouble. And yeah. if, they, if they didn't win good enough, they're still trouble. And I think this was one of those things where um, had they gotten two touchdowns to beginning instead of two field goals, and you add eight points to the score, and we're looking at 31-3, then I probably feel a little bit better about it. But um, these still, for them, are still kind of like preseason games because that offense did not do preseason at all together. Baker did get some time, but he never got time with OBJ and Landry and Higgins. A little bit with Higgins, but um, I would mention Njoku, but I think they just said today he fractured his wrist and they're trying right. to figure out if he needs surgery. So can't count on him. But um, I don't know. I think they're still working on some things. Um, but, but, I mean, a win's a win. And sometimes you have to win ugly. You have to be able to win when you don't have your best, even on the road in a primetime game. And, you know, I can't take for granted how many times that we haven't over the years beaten a team that we were supposed to beat. So the fact that that we did beat a team we were supposed to beat (laughs) um, is progress. So (laughs) I'll leave it at that. The Jets, you know, we might as well be playing um, 
you might as well think Jacksonville or something, you know, like Jacksonville is like one of the teams that you just know you're, you're going to lose to, right. They're just, I mean, you're, you're going to, you're, they're going to lose no matter what type of type of team. I don't even know why sometimes Florida even has teams. Um, I don't why you would sink your money in Florida. So. I still don't know what the hell you have against the Jaguars. <laughs> I was actually excited for the game, you know, before the season has started. Just, you know, it's two, you know, like traditionally bad organizations who had dealt with like some bad luck and just weren't really good teams. They had, you know, some free agent signings, both of them had mm-hmm. some talent coming up, both um, second year starter quarterbacks coming in who look promising. But yeah, the Jets just I think they didn't they lose their their backup quarterback in that game? Yeah, Miles Garrett destroyed him. Like yeah, he like he broke his ankle or something. No, he didn't even break it. From what from what I understand, he just tore some ligaments. Like, oh, okay. I, I went to their SB Nation site, um, Gangrene Nation. Mm. I didn't see anything about I mean, this was like I checked yesterday morning. I haven't checked since, but nothing about break. They just said ankle injury and some torn ligaments. I mean, he walked off the field or heavily oh, okay. limped, heavily limped off the field, but he walked through the tunnel to the yeah. training room. So, I mean, <clears throat> so, but he's, he's yeah, gone. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that fault, that Falk, F A L K guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Falk, yeah. Didn't Luke. look too bad. He might be the best no. of the three. You never know. No. I remember. We'll find, out, we'll find yeah. out how bad uh, the Patriots destroy him next week. So, but. as far as numbers goes, he's he's not he's not bad at all. If you just if you just do him by the numbers, he's he he threw uh, for twenty five and completed twenty, which is about eighty percent and one hundred ninety eight mm-hmm. yards. So yeah. that's not bad considering all of a sudden you're coming onto the field, you know. Um, but compare that to uh, Baker Mayfield, the made 50% or so of his passes 35 and a 19 for 325. So yeah, the only thing I'd, I'd say about that is um, I didn't watch the game like Uppy did. So I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure how the, it went. I don't know when um, Trevor Samian ended up getting hurt, but just seeing the stats from, from the first quarter. I I want to say it was first half. I want to say second quarter here, but at one point before, before he exited the game, and I'm not over exaggerating. I, I, they show the stat on TV where the Jets' passing offense was at like negative 14 yards. Right. <laughs> it was yeah. atrocious. And um, one, I think the first quarter they had three total yards. Period. So I mean, it, it was just ugly and bad. They were never in it. Um, Baker's still not clicking with the new offense. I think it's. Ted Monken's issue, not Freddie Kitchen's issue. Um, Cause he just, he, he's looking like he did when it was Hugh Jackson as a coach where right. he's holding onto the ball too long, doesn't know where to go. And I, you know, Freddie mentioned, Hey, I got to give him better, better plays to work with because he's at his best when he knows where he's going with the ball pre-snap and he doesn't have to think about it. He just does it. Like you want him improving when he needs to like the Brett Favre, like, tendencies but you don't want him doing it every play um that's yeah, he's no patrick mahomes so you can't no. you can't expect him to run out of the pocket like that and mm-hmm. hang on to the ball and sling it you know he can but you just don't want him doing it all the time you want him like that touchdown catch that obj had that's what you want him doing making a yeah. pre-snap read change to play something quick and easy and boom let your playmakers mm-hmm. make play so 
so so lastly before we take a brief break we're going to touch on our fantasy league real quick um not looking good for people like myself and dirty dan we are now owen two i let's see um just quickly uh let's see uh, mr steve castle beat brent liberty I lost to Dill Spears, 161.3 to 140.9. Um, Stash here goes up to 2-0 with a 125.8 score versus Jake News, who only had 103. And poor Dirty Dan got smoked pretty bad, 145 to 96. So, yep. Jesus. I just want to really? say, based on pre-ranking, based on uh, draft rankings, uh, ESPN actually had Dirty Dan and myself finishing one and two, and we are the undefeated team. Or we are the defeated teams. We have not won, and I haven't come close to winning. <laughs> so, Stash, thank you for not being a complete disappointment representing. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's too hard to judge this early. It's only a week two, but still, man. Yeah, you know, in two yeah. sucks. I'm just trying to get away from the injury bug early. Like that first <laughs> week, um, Tyreek getting taken out early definitely hurt. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I made the mistake of, you know, picking up Deshaun Jackson and, you know, he had his big game last week. Man. And I would think, you know, zero. versus that, yeah, he ended up leaving that game early with a groin injury. So then I had Kamara starting. He didn't do very much with Breeze out so i'm just i'm not catching any break i'm i'm hoping that you know once the league starts to settle in maybe like i won't have as many you know at least i won't have as many setbacks with i I at least want all my players playing if i can lose with you know a full healthy roster for that week then you know I'd, i'd much rather that than dealing with the the injuries and and the issue is too we have two flex spots so all of the backups to everybody are taken like you can't just go fishing for something because the person you want who is like the number two on the team is already gone yeah and the person who has them probably doesn't even need them so they're not using them anyways so in in this case you're just kind of fucked What what screwed me part of last week was that I would have had a because I'm really trying to get the run up the point so that because right now your 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 uh, your matchups on your side are, are far better than mine because my points are really low overall yeah. points yeah so I, like if I'm weak on that end I mean I got two wins but I'm weak on the overall points but mm-hmm. what what screwed me was Tampa Bay Carolina that mm. fucked me because I I really thought Carolina was going to take it. And I had right. several Tampa Bay players on my, on my roster and I didn't play them. And that's yeah. what screwed me. And they got like 25 points. And <laughs> I was like, what, the, you know, so I'm, I'm very much in, in dirty Dan's, um, you know, uh, court here with this, like you just, it's hard to, you know, 
You never know what's going to happen. You can't always take what the yeah, yeah, you, you can't always take what the pundits are saying and go, mm. oh, "Okay, I'm going to switch him out," right? Cuz that's what I was doing to I just got to go back to the old me and and just mm. review 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 and then just make a gut phone, you know, make a gut call and say, "No, nah, yeah. I think they might beat him." And then throw him in there, you know. Yeah. You always got to go with your gut. Yeah, because you'll outthink yourself and you'll outsmart yourself and then you're screwed. Then you're going to regret it. If you stick with your gut, at least you know that was that was your decision. You know, you didn't listen to maybe so much. You listened more to what you were feeling rather than the mm-hmm. analyst yeah. that yeah, people yeah. were saying. You take more responsibility that way. Exactly. All right. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to preview week three. So see you on the other side. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the music. And uh, we are here now to start talking week three. So um, as we do every week, we will um, preview and uh, pick the scores of our favorite team's games. And I want to throw it out there yet again because no one has done it yet. If you want to reach out to us on Facebook, um, Uppy Stash Podcast, Uppy in the Stash Podcast, or Twitter, Uppy and Stash, or even email Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what your favorite team is, and we will include your favorite team in next week's show. So don't hesitate to do that. Um, we would love to get to talk other teams besides our own. So we'd be more than happy to do it and give you a shout out. So with that said, uh, we'll start off with 30 Dan, as we uh, always do. And this is one that I actually cannot wait to watch. Uh, we have 49ers at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you think? Yeah, Um I see a team that's, you know, coming off a lot of momentum, you know, coming off some really high highs. Yeah, maybe the Niners haven't played the greatest of teams. And this was going to, I thought, I think most people thought this was going to be their first really true test this season, or first test. And looking at it now with the injury to Big Ben and his elbow and his throwing arm, you know, James Conner might not be 100%. And you got Mason Rudolph taking over. It's not. It's it's looking like it might be another easy win for the Niners. But I'm kind of curious to see, you know, what Mason Rudolph's got. I'm thinking this might be a no, like a, a new chapter for the Steelers. Steelers. They just lost. They lost AB. Juju's kind of taken over. Lost Le'Veon Bell. James Connor's taken over. And I want to see if Mason Rudolph take over for Big Ben. I don't think Big Ben's got much left. You know, his arm gave out. It was just a regular throw. I think he's well on his way to retirement, especially if Mason Rudolph, you know, plays plays well, you know, throughout this this season. I'm thinking um I'm thinking the Niners are still going to have their way. This is their first game together for Mason Rudolph. They just got Minka Fitzpatrick, which I actually liked a lot. But that's not going to be enough. He doesn't have, he hasn't had enough time in the system. 
and you know Kyle Shanahan's gonna have his way with that that Steelers defense. So I'd go I'd go with my Niners over the the 0 and 2 Steelers. It's a 28 to 13. Nice. Okay. Stash. On the Niners or on mine? What are we doing? We're as same process as always. We're talking uh, Niners, Pittsburgh. Oh, oh. Um, you know what? I I'm gonna give it to the Niners. Uh, I I I hate Pittsburgh. So. <laughs> a little bit of bias. <laughs> yeah, well, I really I just I'm not a big fan um, of Big Ben's team, anyways. But I'm kind of glad he's out. He deserves it. I don't. Damn. I hope he never comes back. And. Um, He just retires all together. Oh, I'm not a big fan of him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I just, I'm not. I've never have been and never will be. Something just rubs me the wrong way. And although I hate to say it, I I don't like to talk about other people's character and just put the numbers on the, you know, play by the numbers. But with him, he just rubs me the wrong way. So no matter what, even even if you tell me the numbers are wrong and, and, and they will lose, I will still go 49ers all the way. Uh, I'm going to say it will be a three-point game. Uh, oh, that close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just just because just cause you just never know what's going to happen the first six weeks. And so I, I'll say three-point game. Do what three points? Three-nothing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we'll do like, we'll do like uh, 27-24. Okay. So, uh, Probably gold for the win. So I do, I do like the Niners this week. Uh, Steelers historically have not traveled well, which is explained in all the times that they've gone into Oakland and lost to the Raiders, even with Super Bowl caliber teams. Um, my biggest issue looking into this game is one, yes, the Niners are 2 0, but they've beaten two teams they should have beaten anyways. Um, secondly, there's not a lot of tape on, there, there's maybe a half of football of tape on Mason Rudolph. So. He's still kind of unknown, so I think they can maybe scheme some surprises in there. But I do have more faith in Kyle Shanahan. Um, the guy's uber smart. He'll figure out a way to beat their defense. And <clears throat> I mean, it's going to be clo- too close for comfort. It's going to be a little bit closer than uh, Dirty Dan would probably like. Um, but they, they will get a win. I'm going to guess uh, 31-24. Yeah, that's a another little thing I want to add. Um, Niners are, you know, they were coming off two straight away games. We haven't been home, mm-hmm. and with the amount of support I think that they're getting, finally going home, I think that crowd's going to be loud. I think it's going to be packed. It's going to be loud for Mason Rudolph, and I'm curious to see how he handles that pressure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so. <clears throat> One of these days, we will actually disagree with each other. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that might happen when we get to my game. Um, but this one's going to be a good one, too. Like, I think all three of us have, have quality matchups that could go either way this week. Um, up next, we have Chargers at home versus the Texans. Stashed, what do you got? Well, here is my thing. Um, there are probably a good 10 reasons why... Uh, 10 things to look at, right, for this game all together. And one of them is the defense, right? Uh, Texans allow 10 sacks, and which is pretty significant considering that we got both Hayward and Jenkins out there, you know, with, with who who can um, 
you know, break through an offensive line, especially as weak as uh, the ones that the Texans have all together, allowing 10 sacks. But you also have to remember out of four, uh, five out of the four matchups, um, out of the five matchups we've had, we won four. So, you know, we got the numbers on our side as far as that goes. But we do got a quite considerable amount of injuries. Um, you know, we, we, we're going to probably depend a little bit on the run game there. But I think that uh, it'll be a good game. Um, and we're going to win that game. It'll be something we're going to come off of a win again. And I think on my predictions from prior, I, I, I think I have Chargers on this on this, uh, on this this matchup. No, I don't, huh? I have them to lose again. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I might have to go with my original <laughs> he, lineup He again. predicted them to lose four times, twice in the first three weeks for some reason. I don't know what the hell you're thinking. Oh, yeah. I was probably <laughs> looking at what he did last year and how I felt because, you know, I hate Phillip Rivers. And um, – <laughs> And well, well, our, well, the kicker's coming back, so that's also another that's mm-hmm. also another factor. So yeah, so um, you know what? I'm gonna have to go against my original prediction again, and I'm gonna say they're gonna win, but it's gonna be by like it'll be like seventeen ten or something, maybe even maybe even closer than that. But seventeen ten, yeah. Okay. <laughs> seventeen ten Chargers. Seventeen ten yeah. Chargers. So, I'm a I'm gonna go go out and go ahead and say that I I'd go with the the Texans on this one. I think um, the Texans have a winner in Deshaun Watson. He's you know he's a baller. I saw just week one he went out there and you know challenged Drew Brees and was out there putting his team in position to win. I don't blame him for that that week one loss at all. I don't think anyone does. It's mostly on their defense, their defensive play calling, <laughs> their defensive play calling. And I thought he played really well. I don't have his, his stats or anything. And I don't think they played the greatest against the Jaguars the the week after, but they ended up going out and getting the win. They do still have a tough defense. You know, Jalen Ramsey's still there. I mean, we'll see after, after Thursday, but um, you know, I, I think the Chargers are looking, you know, they're not playing up to their potential. They have a lot of talent. Um, they're also missing a lot of talent. I'm thinking that the Texans, you know, they're going to start getting to the groove. I, they're fit. They should have been two and zero if they had, you know, you never know with Drew Brees. Maybe, maybe they left him too much time. I mean, it was like 50 seconds. So, I mean, I guess anything's too much time with Drew Brees, but this is a team I I see that could have very well been two and zero, and I see too many weaknesses and sloppy play from the the Chargers. So I'm gonna go Texans over Chargers, thirty five to to twenty. Wow, over <clears throat> ten sacks. Your offensive line allowed ten sacks in a game. Ten. You I don't know, know how how Joey that is Bosa. a lot of sacks. I mean, come on, you got Hayward and Jenkins, one of the best. They're like some of the best in 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 the league. Well, you got yeah, you got Casey Hayward out at corner. I don't know if you're sending him on like um on blitzes, but like I see I see Melvin Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. I don't know how their stats are. They're one of the most feared you know tandems on the edge of a line, 
but I think Larry Tunzel might start getting his, you know, start getting the groove over there with the Texans. And I have full, full faith in Deshaun Watson. No, no, no doubt. Deshaun Watson's a great quarterback, put mm-hmm. if he's on a great team and yeah. putting in a great, great circumstance, you know, but if you're allowing someone to sit for, would you say 50 seconds in a pocket? They take three seconds to throw, literally from the snap to they recognize the play is like three seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, if you sat there and watched the actual the actual footage of the game and count to three, it's amazing how fast it just pops off from how a person could read the field. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if your defense is allowing that much time for a person to sit in the pocket that long, especially someone like, again, I hate Phillip Rivers, for someone like Phillip Rivers to sit that long in the pocket, he's going to make a throw. Right, you know, so or he'll run his fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I, I I struggled with this one because I guess we're a bad Adam Vinatieri away from the Chargers being zero two at this point, and that does concern me. And Texans very well could be two zero themselves, like. It, this was a tough one because I, I, you know, I, I spent the last few days actually trying to ponder what I truly think is going to happen here. But um, based on how the first two weeks went, I, I don't have that much faith in the Chargers at this point. Like, I think they'll get it together. I think they're still a wild card team, but I'm not sure if it clicks for them this week. Um, so I'm going to go with what Stash predicted back in April. I, I, I think the Chargers will lose. Um, but it's going to be like 27-21 is what I think. Sorry, Stash. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you um, win some, you lose 27, some. 27-21, huh? I, 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 it's not going to be a blowout. But yeah, I, I, yeah. Just, I just think in the battle of quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson's much younger and more athletic. Um, and he has like the freaking – I don't know how Hopkins got is weapons. badass. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Hopkins. Throw, throw and don't catch it. Yeah, don't 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 rub that youthness in my face because I know it. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> oh, but let me let me just say though, if you have yeah. Deshaun Watson on your fantasy, keep him. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know that you may feel like sometimes he's not doing his best, but he's far better off um, on your fantasy team than having someone like Rivers or a Tom Brady on your team, which you would su- you would ex- suspect that they would, uh, uh, you know, affront you a far more percentage and points, right, throughout your, your time with them, but they don't. So we witnessed this last year with Drew Brees. We witnessed this last year with Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady, the reason why they got where they were at was because of their defense, not so much their offense. Defense wins games. So keep Deshaun Watson as your QB if you have him as your uh, fantasy. I was I was pissed I didn't pick him up. Yeah, I would suggest, you know, just kind of been on that too with um, Tom Brady. Um, the Patriots have not played very great teams the first two weeks. I think Tom Brady's played his best ball that he's probably going to play throughout the rest of the year. I don't think he's going to be throwing for as much. I would, he's buy, got the, in my opinion. He's got in my joke. opinion. Yeah, in my opinion, you know, he's got a lot of weapons to throw to. And he's. I think they're going to start relying on more of the run later on. I would. I would suggest to sell high on Tom Brady and try to get you a Deshaun Watson if you can. 
Well, you, you, a you're not, <laughs> no one's gonna get Sean Watson at this point. No one's. I mean, nobody. I mean, is. if you're trading Tom Brady and you know maybe you get Deshaun and something else for it, who knows? I don't know. I think Tom Brady's been going mostly undrafted the last few years. I think people. Yeah, right now he's, no, he's either he's one highly, or two, and no, I think he's, he's highly owned. He's 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 right one now of the he high, is. Not, yeah, right now maybe. Owned, yeah, right now he's putting up numbers, and yeah, I would no. I wouldn't expect him no. to sustain no. that. He's the number four quarterback. He's put up twenty five and twenty four the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. I would try to sell high on him. They played Pittsburgh, not till after next week though. Not till yeah, after no, after you got him against yeah. the Jets. So you play him against the Jets, and then you sell high. Because they got yeah. Jets twice in the next four weeks, so hold on right. to it. Right. Yeah, so if anybody's listening that's on our fantasy, I'm willing to give up my uh, give up Tom Brady. I don't think anyone's going to trade you there, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, good luck though. <laughs> Maybe I'll trade you. Um, so I got <laughs> back-to-back primetime games Sunday night. We have Browns at home versus the Rams. I think it's the first time Sunday Night Football has been in Cleveland, like, ever. Um, I've struggled since Monday to figure out where the hell I sit with this one. But um, back in April, I predicted a Browns loss, and I'm going to stick with that one. But what I do want to see here is, truthfully, I feel as though our defense can do good enough to give the offense enough opportunities to win. Um, that's not necessarily me saying the offense is going to do enough at this point to get that victory, but I think the defense is going to hold up its end. Um, but I think it's going to be a close one, which is what I want to see. If they're going to lose, um, I'm, I'm looking here for more of one of those you would call a moral victory because, um, you know, we didn't put up enough points against the team we should have destroyed. And week one, we – the offense melted down in the fourth quarter and it got destroyed. So I'm looking for a moral victory, but I want to see something like 35, 28 Rams. Yeah. Where where you can walk away from it feeling like, Hey, we lost, but we're getting our shit together going into. Yeah. You played well, at least, at least competed against, you know, a a playoff Cal, you know, the, they were in the Super Bowl last year. So at least competing against a team like that will show some promise for the Browns for sure. So yeah, I don't keep going on. Yeah. Keep talking. (laughs) Yeah. I see the, I see the Rams, you know, pulling away with this one. I would like to see some more competitiveness from the Browns. I agree that, um, you guys should have put up a lot more points against the, the jets. Don't have, you know, the great, they were doing with a lot of injuries. I don't know if, some of their starters on defense, like Quinn Williams or C.J. Mosley, came back and played. Um, no, if they weren't out there, then I'm really seriously considering, you know, Browns aren't quite there yet. They mm-hmm. have the talent, and maybe they'll start getting the groove later on in the season. But by that point, it might be too late for, you know, maybe a wild card. But I would like to see them utilize all that talent that they have on that team and at least compete with the Rams. I think the Rams are built. They have a great coach. They have talent all around and they know how to use it. And that's what I want to start seeing from the Browns. So I'm going to go Rams. I would say a lot lesser, like not, I want to see a close game, but I, I'd probably say 
35 to 35 to 14 honestly yeah. 35 to 14 35 yeah. to 14 yeah wow yeah i want to see it hey prove me wrong browns i want to <laughs> see a close game but you know just based off the first two weeks i can't mm. okay yeah all right Steph? um what man considering are, what that are your uh, all right so you've got a third you you guys went against like a third third string quarterback I, I love the Browns. I love what they have to offer. I love what they, uh, you know, they 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 have such a strong on numbers on a page. They, you know, they got such a strong lineup, right? Mm-hmm. And Baker should be doing that, right? Right. But <laughs> the but is that they still are not looking as strong as they should, and I just think that um, they're going to take another big thumping. And that's going to be more like 30-10 Rams. Damn. Sorry, Uppy. That's okay. There's your. There's your. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, we're not we're not agreeing too much now. Yeah. No. Um. All right. So Thursday night football, we got Titans at Jags. Dan. Um. I'd go. You know, actually, I think this one. I actually like Gardner Minshew. The, the backup quarterback that came in for the Jags. I think he's playing decent for, you know, just being kind of thrown in there. Mm-hmm. I was actually looking forward to seeing Nick Foles with the Jags and what they would do with that defense. But now that they're without him for the year, you know, there's no playoff hope for them. It's pretty much just go out there, sling the rock. There's not going to be very much, you know, there, there's no there's no risk involved. You're not going to go to the playoffs. You have nothing to lose. So go out there and, you know, play ball. With that being said, I actually like the Titans more this year. They looked really good against the Browns. I don't recall what team they played last week that they lost to. The Colts. Was it the Colts? So that's kind of suspect, you know, playing against um, Jacoby Brissett. Who I do like, but he's another backup quarterback who came in, you know, surprisingly. They didn't look too great against them. But I'm going to go, you know, I'll go with Titans. Titans, obviously. I'd say 24 to to 14. Okay. Stash? Um. Titans Jags. I'm going uh, tie score. Uh, they both suck. <laughs> I think tie the score. Titans got some juice. No, they got nothing. It'll be like it'll be something weird, like seventeen seventeen or like seven seven or something. I see, I see a, a lower scoring. I see a lower scoring. I can see yeah, that. it'd be like super low. I don't think it's gonna be anything exciting. I think that may be the most the most disgustingly boring Thursday night game that'll ever be on and it'll be the least watched game because people are going to change it once they get past like the first quarter and go, I'd rather just go fucking drink myself. <laughs> I think the only thing that's going to be, you know, that's going to get the views is the whole Jalen Ramsey situation right now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm curious to see how he plays, you know, if he's really, you know, going out there petitioning, putting himself out there for, you know, other teams to come out and get him, and, or if he's just going to, you know, kind of rebel against the Jaguars and try to, you know, try to not help as much as he can. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so Stash, I put you down for seventeen, seventeen. So that's the first one you threw out there. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> yeah, think I don't take think, it. I don't think in the modern NFL. Yeah, it's seven, got a tie. Um, yeah, no, I I just I think it'll be a tie score. That's all. Right, well, I, that's I'm cool. I'm gonna completely throw this one out of whack. Um, I think it's completely suspect that the Titans lost to the Colts last week. Um, that should never happen um, with Jacoby Brissett. Um, so I'm gonna. Jags in the upset. I'm going to go 21-17. Wow. Because it's Thursday and anything can happen. I mean, <laughs> they barely like lost. It. I like their little uh, porn star. Oh, yeah. Hard to meet you. I mean, I think he's a badass. So Badass. So, sorry, Steve. I actually, like, I actually like Jacoby Brissett. I, I you know he's a backup. He is a backup. He's a backup. So, all right. So last one before we get into our final segment, our Monday night game. This one should be far less interesting, but you never know. We have Bears at Redskins. Dan, both teams are both teams are suspect. Bears are not nearly where they should be offensively, and you know that's kind of their defense isn't quite where they were last year because of it their offense is drastically hindering them. Mm -hmm. Redskins, on the other hand, Case Keenum's surprisingly been, you know, throwing for a decent amount of yards. He's been playing pretty well, but it's not showing up in wins. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to be able to put up those numbers against the Bears. So despite the Bears, you know, Bears could very easily be 0-2 if it wasn't Mm -hmm. for, you know, their kicker. They finally got a kicker who who puts it down the middle. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. It was a suspect roughing the passer call that got him that way. Yeah, way. yeah. They they definitely got bailed that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't watch it. I also heard that um, the last play before they um, wound up kicking the field goal, um, the clock hit zeros, and the refs allowed them that one second, mm-hmm. which led up to so a very suspect game, mm-hmm. and very easily a game that they should have lost, but. With that being said, I still have them beating the Redskins. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I go 17-14. Bears. Okay, Stash? Considering the numbers again and how many times the Redskins have won a Monday night game, I may actually throw another tie into this one. This is kind of bad. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a little. I'm throwing a little mix into this one. We were kind of. Yeah, I Someone's don't know. Like put the ties out. Someone's gonna yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, you know, just just looking at how many times the Redskins have won in a Monday night game since what, 2003 or something, maybe even earlier, later than that. Let's see. What are the numbers saying? Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's bad. <laughs> It's 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 bad all the way around, but it's the Bears, and uh, um, I I particularly like the Bears. Um, I like Chicago. I like their team. I like what they have to offer as well. But you know, I don't know. I'm gonna go um, something low scoring again <laughs> because just it's like it's like they're um, it's like they're full moon uh, cat walking across their way. They're going underneath a. Um, a ladder type of stuff, you know, like just this, this shit doesn't work for them. 
on a Monday. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> whether they feel like it would be a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday game, but just that just doesn't work for them. So I mean, I'm going to go tie score. I'm going to go tie score uh, like like 10-10. Something weird. <laughs> Well, that would be garbage football at its finest if there's a ten. <laughs> oh, it will, it will, it will. Well, you know what? I guess you know. This will be garbage football, I think, because the Bears are not. I mean, Trubisky's not the kind of guy you can let sit all preseason <laughs> and expect him to go. Um, they are basically a bit of good luck from being 0-2. Um, the Redskins have shown flashes of being competitive. Um, they got to win sometime. They're not going to go completely defeated. So I'll, I'll be the contrarian yet again. Um, I'm going to go Redskins 24-14 in an upset. 24-14, you said? Yep. Because they got to win sometime. Might as well be now while the Bears still suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 2008 and 2012. Remember that. Those are the last mm. two times that they won. 08 <laughs> and 12. Um, All right. So uh, moving on to our final segment of the night. We are going to um, state what our, what what game we're most excited to see outside of our own. And this week, um, I let Dirty Dan go first because I'm honestly, Stash, I'm scared you're going to pick Buffalo again. So, uh, Dirty, <laughs> Dan, Dirty Dan, how about you actually give us the real game to watch? And we'll go for it. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Buffalo. I'm going to go. <laughs> no, no. Um, I'll pass on. I'll pass on the obvious one. And I'm actually going to go with um, Falcons versus Colts just because mm. um, I'm curious to see how the Falcons you know I'm I'm very curious to see of just what the Falcons are about. I saw them as, you know, high playoff team. I thought they were going to go deep into the playoffs. I thought they had a lot of talent. I still think they have a lot of talent. A lot of people coming off the injury and they just haven't really gotten their their groove going. They got really lucky last week with all the injuries that happened to the Eagles, I think the Eagles with just, if they had both starting, starting wide receivers out there, their backup tight end, you know, that's a lot of offensive firepower to lose on, on a team and still barely come out with a win against a team that's dealing with that many injuries. Carson Wentz wasn't fully healthy. Mm -hmm. Zach Ertz ended up coming out for a little bit. You know, that team, the Eagles were banged up. And the Eagles or the Falcons did not take advantage of that. Right. Colts are, you know, Colts aren't looking too bad at one and one, especially with the loss of um, Andrew Luck. And I'm curious to see, you know, what Jacoby Brissett. I actually like him. I don't mm-hmm. think he's a franchise player. I think he's, you know, kind of a an average middle of the pack that can get you wins mm-hmm. if need be. And I'm curious to see if the Falcons, you know, obliterate them like they should. So I want to see the Falcons and I'm going to go out and say the Falcons blow them out 35 to 10. Okay. So Atlanta 35, 10, you said. Mm -hmm. All right. Stash, why don't you tell us all why we should be watching Buffalo and Cincinnati? 
Well, everybody knows <laughs> Buffalo is the place to be. <laughs> That's where you get the best wings. Hello. They're not the best, but if you do happen to find yourself going to Niagara Falls, we, me and my middle child um, would highly recommend you stop off at Anchor Bar and get yourself some of the authentic and original Buffalo wings. But, yeah, hello. But anyhow, well, um, so, so what give me choosing? <laughs> okay, well, I am. I actually am going to go with um, – it's going to be kind of sad, but uh, with the Cowboys-Miami uh, game. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you got Quinn coming to play against the team that traded him and stuff. And I just kind of want to see that. Going to be a little excited to see uh, how the defensive end plays against this former team um, and see what type of dominance is coming out, considering that the Patriots um, whipped their asses across the field. But it was the Patriots um, versus Miami. So, I mean, what are you going to do? So. You know, uh, but other than that, I think I think that that would be kind of a cool game to watch for me um, in between flipping the channels. You want to you see a slaughter? Yeah. Well, remember, I have to watch what's publicly available on channel mm-hmm. two, four, <laughs> seven, eleven, California. So oh, you want so you want to see some act? You want to see a murder? Yeah, I want to see a little bit of action, but I I, I only get um, two tens and a thirty, and I got to try to run back and forth in between that um, when when it, the floor dies down and go see what's going on. All right. Well, <clears throat> quickly, I will state the obvious game that we all wanted to pick, but we didn't. Um, you all know it by now is going to be the two and O Chiefs versus the two and O Ravens, but I'm not going to pick that as well. I'm going to go with a Carolina Arizona game. Someone's got to win. <laughs> Someone needs. Someone's going to walk away from this getting their first win. And I honestly don't know if it's going to be Carolina getting his head out of his ass and actually using McCaffrey, or if uh, Kyler Murray is going to get his first win. Um, I, I don't even know who's going to win this thing. Maybe it's another tie. So Arizona goes to 0-1 and two, and Carolina goes to 0-2 and one. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. Cam Newton won't be playing. Oh, is he out? Yeah, I think um, I think it was Kyle, Kyle something for the for the Panthers. I read somewhere earlier today that I think he's going to be starting over him. Oh, perfect, because then they're actually going to use McCaffrey, and I'm going to maybe win a fantasy football game in one of my yeah, leagues, so. you know, um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with that one. But let's let's all be honest here. The game of the week, besides our own team's games, is Chiefs Ravens. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's definitely the game of the week. Perfect. That's on everyone's radar. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm not. I'm still excited to see the Bears. Um, I'm sorry, the, the Browns Rams though, because I do want to see whether or not um, the Bears can't. I mean, the sorry, the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> you, the Browns, the Browns offensive. You know what, what the packages that they have can play against a team like the Rams, you know, like I think it really needs to show. And I know it's early. I know it's really early. It's mm-hmm. only going to be the third week, but a little glimmer of hope. I, I really want to see the Browns go somewhere this year. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, up he's my, my best friend in the whole world type of thing, but because <laughs> of the lineup that they have, only because uh, of the lineup that they have, come on, you, you have a great fucking offensive lineup. You have one of the best lineups, you know. I mean, if we take Patriots out of the mix, out of the mm-hmm. equation, you have some of the best run, the best 
um, receivers in the league can offer. So, yeah, you know, and some of the best. And it's one of the best running backs. You got Chubb, you know, you got OBJ. Dude, you guys got some freaking, you know, you got some some really good packages out there. But can they do it? Can can Mayfield throw them? Can throw to them? Can he can he make those plays in a, in a clinch? I so. I I think um, quickly. If listening to the recent press press conferences. Baker and Freddie are on the same page. I think a lot of the struggles they've had on offense is clearly coming from uh, Todd Munkin's side of it. Like the problems they're running into is because that offense is looking a lot like Tampa Bay's. And the reason why Tampa Bay's offense last year was able to average 400 plus yards per game was because they were behind a lot and they relied on passing a lot. Um, But hopefully Freddie's involved with the offense a little bit more this week than normal. Because if you get Baker doing the quick reads and the quick passes where he's getting the ball out of his hands within two and a half seconds is when he's actually has his 70% accuracy percentage. So get his eyes right, get him making those quick reads, and we will be fine. But like Stash says, it comes down to can they do it and will they do it? And um, we'll find out Sunday night. So with that said, um, we're going to get to our parting words. Um, Dirty Danny, got anything to say? No. Um, you know, let's hope for less injuries this week. That's all. I'd just like to see a, you know, a clean week with no injuries. I know that's a lot to ask for, but if if no one gets hurt, I'm happy. Perfect. All right, Stash. Uh, my parting words are, um, I hope the Broncos and Raiders lose this week really bad <laughs> against the Vikings and Packers. It'd be really nice. It'd be really cool. Real- if the Midwest beats the West, you know, type of thing. Very possible. Completely <laughs> realistic. Um, you're not asking for yeah, that. Actually- um, yeah. my parting words, that's always fuck Baltimore. So- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, so you're going, so we know who you're picking. Yeah. Always. I'll never, pick, I'll never pick Baltimore. Fuck you guys. All right. <laughs> I can't. They stole our team. So, um, <laughs> I said, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this show. Come back next week for week four. And uh, until then, we wish you good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Good night. Go for a ride.